Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Angie. Yeah, as you see, I took my hair out. <laughs> but it's gonna be good. It's gonna be done on Monday. So I'll be ponytailing it until then. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you. We're going to start here in about one minute. This one is not going to be long this morning. He is mighty to save. Never of salvation. Rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the <laughs> you know I let her sing. Oh, it'll be good to hear y'all sing again. Yeah, y'all, y'all can sing. If I can sing like that, it'll be on and popping. You know, I'm black. <laughs> That's how I would be everywhere, singing, 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 singing. <laughs> mm. 
<laughs> yes, all right. Yes, 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 yes. All right, we're going to go ahead and get started. All right, so today is day 12. Um, our 30 days, hold on. Okay. Um, day 12. Today, 30 days to taming your tongue is the betraying tongue. And if some of you have never been betrayed, then I will ask you, don't be the one that has the betraying tongue. Um, betrayal is horrible, especially when it comes from a friend, or it comes from your child, or it comes from a best friend, or it comes from just somebody that you really, truly love. And betrayal will come and, and, and just take you to a place you never want to be in. And this is why it's good. And you know, as I have been, um, my husband, when he travels to work to Georgia every morning, of course, he comes on. Sometimes he'll, he's driving, so he can't sometimes, you know, conversate. Well, you know, type while he's driving. And, you know, he was telling me, you know, um, how he, he listens to me, you know, on his way to work or whatever. And he was listening to this and he was saying um, how it, it actually blesses him as well. And so um, he was saying that it's good that I use testimony or an example because some people don't, some people is not that person. Some people is not that person that will have um, that tongue. Yeah, hold on one second. I'm sorry, y'all. Hold on. Hold on one. Okay, I do apologize. I'm sorry. Um, it's six o'clock in the morning, and my youngest son is calling me, and so I was de determining if I should answer it, and I'll tell you why. Um, my youngest son, he um, he has he's a paranoid schizophrenic, and uh, he has been diagnosed that since he was 16 years old. And I remember I want to say about six years ago, he had disappeared. And we had to do a police report um, and we put it out there and people were looking for him and you know he didn't realize that he had been gone for like three days and so not when he was 16 though this was like six years ago and um, a friend of my husband's that he had went to school with um, worked at a um, worked somewhere where they had connections to a homeless shelter and um, and then Somebody on, our, well, somebody on my friend's Facebook page had contacted us because they had saw him in Clarksville, Tennessee, um, in a gas station, you know, buying some uh, candy or something. And 
we thought, well, dang, so we, so, I don't know, we just put it out there. And he was in Nashville. He had walked from Knoxville to Nashville uh, because um, he was not able to go to the the board, of, the board of Education down here at the school on Fifth Avenue, where it's now, um, it used to be Knoxville High, but you can go and get your GED there. And so because of his illness, he, you know, he was paranoid. So he didn't trust a lot of people. He didn't trust anybody really, so they had put him out. But he was determined to get his GED. And so he set his mind to do that. And I think that he wasn't really, I don't think he really understood where he was walking to, but he was found, you know, at the homeless shelter in Nashville. Yeah, go figure, right? And so when he called, he we hadn't heard from him in a few days. And so that's why I needed to answer the call. So I thank you all for being patient with me because um, I, needed, I needed to get that. But I wasn't sure if I needed to because sometimes he'll call um, and then sometimes he wouldn't, but we, he doesn't live far from us. He lives in Fountain City. And so, you know, every now and then he'll call. And so sometimes, some days he won't. So I find myself, and I had told, it's funny because I had told my mom's caregiver, I said, well, if I've not heard from him today, then I'll go on out and I'll check on him. Because usually he call, he calls me every day or he will walk to my house just you know whether to get a meal whether to get a dollar you know whatever he needs to get but thank you all for being patient um but anyway my husband was telling me that um it's good to have somebody to to be honest and to be open about um these tongues because a lot of people are in this place and they don't know how to come out they don't know how to handle it when someone someone has done it to them so it's good. It's good. And I and I just appreciate, appreciate, you know, everybody that comes on or they go back and watch the replay. But for those of you who don't know, um, this is 30 Days to Taming Your Tongue, written by Deborah Smith-Pugh. And she has what you say and don't say will improve your relationships. And so I added that um, your future, basically your future is determined by what you say today and not tomorrow. Because um, we never want our words to be the last thing we never want our words to be to be left in someone else. Um, we don't want to never leave a bad taste in someone else's mouth by the words that comes out of our mouth. So we have to be careful by what we say and how we treat people. And so I wanted to do this in the um, Women of Prosperities page because we're all women. Whether we're a mother, whether we're a grandmother, whether we're a sister or a cousin, whether we're a niece or just a friend. We, are, we as women, the majority, we have been labeled. We've been labeled as gossipers. We've been labeled as slanderers. We've been labeled as liars. We've been labeled as rude and, and obnoxious and um, bad, uh, bad behavior, bad mouths, and you know all these things. And every woman is not like that. And they're just not, every woman is not like that. And if I'm able to help somebody to come out of that place, then I want to teach it. If I'm able to show somebody that I was once in that place and you can come out of that place, then I want to teach it. I want to give it. I want to be able to help somebody come out of that place. And I also want to be able and I also want to be able to teach somebody what not to do, not to be that person. And also letting somebody know if you're to recognize the signs of what someone is trying to uh, say to you or make you feel 
or belittle you because and when they do that you got to speak to it and you got to release it and let God take care of the rest and you know and again I, I say this all the time one man waters another man I mean one man plants another man waters but it's God who gives the increase what increases do we need God to give to give to us or to give to others whether it's increase of love increase of comfort increase of patience increase of of meekness in, increase of kindness increase of long suffering increase of of um peace whatever whatever that we need and you want to find it you listen let me, and since i went on and said all those let me read let me read to you what galatians um galatians 5 says galatians 5 and 22 this is what we need God to give us. We need God to give us the fruit of the spirit, which is love and joy and peace and long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And against such, there is no law. There is no other law outside of the fruit of the spirit. This is what we need as ladies to be able to encourage one another, to build one another. Amen. To uplift one another with our words. And that's why Proverbs 18 and 21 tells us, Proverbs 18 and 21 tells us, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. You have to ask yourself, what are you eating? What are you eating? Or what are you what are you eating? Or what do you need to spit out? You know, I gave a example yesterday on my Facebook page. And I know some people are like, oh my God, what is this always talking about? But I had gave um, an example. Um, and I'm, I'm going to read this because a lot of us needs to understand. Sometimes you got to just get rid of some stuff concerning you. And um, I was led to write it and I wrote it. And I just went on from there. And so I said, if you continue to have an upset stomach, go ahead and throw it already. Sometimes you have to cause your own barf. Take your finger, put it down your throat and just throw up. Release the mess and go on and be better. Things come out that doesn't agree with your stomach. At times you'll have gas, but eventually it'll be diarrhea. So yeah, it'll come out one way or the other. Make a choice how you want it to come out. Watch what you eat. Some things isn't meant to be in you. Let it pass and feel better or throw it up and be healed. I said, listen, there is not a need to have a physician and not listen to the instructions and follow them to a T. I said, Facebook, I said, Facebookers go on in peace because so many times we really don't understand what we are, what we are causing our own selves sickness. Sometimes we as ladies, we cause our own sickness. Why? Because we want to fit in. We want to get in where we can fit in. But is it really worth you um, being belittled or being betrayed? Or being let down or put down by somebody else's words because you're trying to get in and fit in and they don't like you. They don't like you. They don't want you in their circle. They don't want you in their clique. They don't want you around. But you will accept the verbal abuse because you just want to fit in. You will accept all of this bad, these bad words. People talking to you crazy because you just want to fit in. And I saw myself there a long, long time ago. And I said within myself, okay, we as Christians, we're not supposed to treat each other this way. 
We're not supposed to treat each other this way. We're not talking to, we're not supposed to be talking to each other this way. But for me, not knowing, because I was in the world for so long, and this is how I treated people. But then when I came into the Christian realm and I started going to church and I started doing and I started participating, it was the Christians that was not all of them. But the majority of them was talking to me crazy. They were gossiping about me. They were putting me down. They were making me feel some type of way. And I was trying to fit in because I thought that's what I had to be a part of. But then I realized this ain't God. This ain't God and this ain't fair. Amen. Let's say that again. This ain't God and this ain't fair. And I'm going to say it one more time. This ain't God and this ain't fair. And sometimes you have to recognize what is God and what is Satan by who you are around. If people are always making you feel bad, you need some. Listen, if you have friends that you're around all the time that's always talking to you crazy or always calling you out of your name or, or always betraying you, with it doesn't matter. Betrayal, <clears throat> excuse me. Betrayal can come um, come in gossip. Betrayal can come um, in relationships. Betrayal can come in not just taking something that belongs to you, but betrayal can come that they'll 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 push you off to the side for you to get for them to get another friend because they're better than you. They look better than you. They have money. They have something that they can they can grab a hold to, and they'll push you off to the side because they'll feel like you're not better to be in their little clique anymore. So they just squeeze you right on out of the way. That's betrayal. When you're supposed when you're a friend, be a friend. The scripture tells us that um, a friend that shows himself friendly must must first the a friend something. Well, let me just say this. A friend must first show himself friendly. So let me just paraphrase it and put it like that. A friend must first show himself friendly. So it starts with you. It's not I'm going to treat people the way they treat me. No, 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 no. It starts with you. But you don't have to also accept the abuse because you have a good heart. You don't have to accept those nasty words because you have a good heart. The Bible even tells us in Proverbs, guard your heart with all diligence because out of it flows the issues of life. And it's true. Things are come inside of us and then it is spewed from my heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when you speak it, release it. But it's how you speak it. It's how you release it. Amen. So somebody has to, and I'm not saying that there's not somebody out here that's teaching you because again, this, she, this, she, uh, this, I'm sure she sold millions of copies of these to people who was teaching this to other ladies. She even said somebody, um, somebody commented or wrote encouraging words to her and said, this book is an invaluable guide packed with wisdom. On thinking before you speak, read it. Someone else says, 30 days to taming your tongue will revolutionize your life. I believe that. Listen to this right here. Who hasn't sometimes struggled with saying the wrong thing at the wrong time? Certified behavioral consultant Deborah Pugh's knows how easily a slip of the tongue can cause problems in personal and business relationships. That is why she has put together a 30-day devotional to help you tame that unruly member and turn it into a productive asset. With humor and a bit of refreshing sass, 
Deborah devotes chapters to learning how you can overcome the retaliating tongue, the know-it-all tongue, the belittling tongue, hasty tongue, gossiping tongue, and 25 more. And Deborah Pugh is an experienced certified public accountant, a Bible teacher, a speaker, a certified behavioral consultant specializing in understanding personality temperance, and a writer. She and her husband, Darnell, have been married for more than 25 years and make their home in California. So again, I tell a lot of people, whatever struggle that you have, you can search your resources for yourself. Amen. But make sure if you when, if you're a Christian, because again, I, I like to talk to the Christians and the non-Christians, the believers and the non-believers, because and but through the word of God, because I desire to help all of God's people. And if those who um, have a mind to accept it and apply it, God gets the glory. And I just thank God that he uses me to do it. Because when God gave me in 2009, can we talk about it live? I did not understand that it was for social, well not social media, it was for TV. I didn't know that it was for media. I had no clue. I didn't know that Facebook eventually would have Facebook. I didn't know anything about Facebook. I didn't get a Facebook, honestly, until like 2014. 2000, well, 2013, 2014, somewhere in there. I had no clue. And when I had it, it was horrible because I thought the friends that I had on the outside of social media would still be my friends on the inside concerning social media. But nope. Nope. If we if we don't find validation within ourselves, if we don't find love within ourselves, if we don't know how to have confidence within ourselves, we will get so caught up with being validated by what's put on social media. We're looking at our friends liking everybody else's pages, going on all of their lives, but they don't come through your lane. They don't come in your direction. They don't like nothing that you put on there. They don't like your, they don't come on your lives. They don't like your posts. They don't share your posts. But then you're like, okay, but aren't we friends? You know, don't we, aren't we in church together? You know, aren't we connected in ministry? But they never come down your lane. And I had gotten so angry to where I just went on and gave everybody the business. Leaders, I mean, I had just flipped out because I was, I, I basically, I had no confidence within myself, apparently. I was looking for those on social media to validate what I was writing, to validate what I was sharing, to validate me. And that's not what God wanted, but I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that. Like I just thought the same friends we were having on the outside, we would have the same friends on the inside. And it messed me up mentally. It messed me up mentally. And when I went off on the leaf, it was inboxing me. Now check this out. People were inboxing me that had never been on my page. But when I went on in and gave some people the, the business, literally the business, everybody was that. So I had to tell a couple of them, don't come in my inbox right now. I ain't got nothing, I ain't got nothing for you. You ain't got to pray for me. I'm good. I'm good. A couple of times I put on my page, I need prayer. Nobody would come through. But I went on there and act a plum monkey and everybody and their granny want to come on and follow suit. The devil is a lie. People will support you when you're doing bad and will dog you out when you're doing good. So I want to tell all ladies, do good for you. Do good for you. Don't be, don't do good for you. 
Don't be bad for them. And I say that again. Do good for you. Don't do bad for them. One more time. Do good for you. Don't do bad for them. Allow the Lord to take care of your battles. Allow the Lord to speak for you. Allow the Lord to take care of your fights. He, when Moses told the, 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 the Israelites, hold your peace and let the Lord fight your battles. Because sometimes you can't, you can't, um, you just can't fix everybody. You can't fix nobody. You can't, and I said this yesterday, you can't fix anybody. Only Jesus can. You can't handle anybody. Only Jesus can. And so many times we try to justify our actions. We try to prove who we are. We try to let people know that we're no longer in our past. We're no longer walking in that place. You can't do that. Let the words of your mouth and the meditations of your heart be pleasing unto the Lord and the sight of the Lord. He's your strength. He's your redeemer. And you can read that in Psalms 19. Let me just go ahead and read it for you. In Psalms 19, uh, Psalms 18 and 14, I'm sorry. Psalms 18 and 14. Let me go ahead and let me just go ahead and break that down for you right quick so that you will understand. This is how this is how the Lord wants you to be. And um No, I was right. Psalms 19. Psalms 19 and 14. Yes, I was right the first time. See? Sometimes I, I second guess my own self. I was right the first time, then I change it, and then I realize I'm right. So you're going to have those flaws. You're going to have those mistakes. But just recognize that when you recognize your mistake, when you recognize your flaw, then you ask the Lord to help you. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you so that you will have the understanding and the wisdom that you need for you. So don't be bad. Don't you be good for you. Don't be bad for them. Psalms 19 and 14, let the words of my mouth. And the meditation of my heart be acceptable unto thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. He redeems you. He gives you strength. Philippians 4 and 13, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Philippians 4 and 19, but my God shall supply my every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What is that need that you have? Do you need love? Do you need compassion? Do you need strength? Do you need help? Because the scripture tells us in Psalms that he's our right now present help. He will come and see about you. Psalms 121, 1 and 2, I will lift up my eyes into the hills from which cometh my help, knowing that my help cometh from the Lord because he's because he, he, uh, he because he is heaven and earth. I didn't read that. I know that heaven and earth is in there somewhere. And I had just, I was teaching this to Jacob and Stefan on Friday. Which made heaven and earth. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I knew it didn't sound right. But just know that. You lift up your eyes unto the hills. You seek the Lord. You seek the Lord for guidance. You seek the Lord for help. Because when you try to fit in. And you try to do things that you know you shouldn't be doing. It will cause betrayal. And when you're not doing. And when you're not betraying intentionally. People will say, well, she betrayed me. The devil is a lie. We got to get ourselves together. We can't worry about what people do on social media. Social media is just that. It's just social media. You don't know what's true and you don't know what's false. I can, and, I told, and I keep saying this all the time. I could be having a bad day, but put on there that God is great and God is awesome and God is... But, and, but behind that, I'm, I'm crying. 
I'm hurt. I feel defeated. I feel lost. But maybe for me posting that, it will make me feel great just by seeing it. But that's the thing. Don't get caught up with social media comments and likes and, and, and stories and memes and all of these things. You seek God for yourself and he will lead you and he will guide you into all truth through the word of God. Amen. So today is the portraying time. And I just wanted to share with you um, a just a little bit of why I do what I do and why I am who I am. Because at the end of the day, people are not going to support you. They're not going to push you. They're going to talk about you. They're going to dog you out. Why? Because there are just some ladies, some people that are jealous. They, they, they envy you. They want what you have. If, and, and let me explain that. People used to say, well, I don't know why they act like that towards me. I don't have anything. You actually do. When you, If you have a great personality and they're shy, they will envy that. If you're married and they're not, they will envy that. If you have parents and they don't, they will envy that. And sometimes that will lead into them belittling you. Or it will lead to them betraying you. Or it will lead to them hating you. Good morning, Jam. So that's why you, you must ask the Lord to help build your self-confidence. To help build your self-worth. To help build you, yourself. So that you're not wanting to be validated by social media. You don't want to be validated by your friends. It's okay to ask them, you know, how this dress look. And if you got a true friend, like some friends I got, they be like, girl, why did you wear that today? That ain't even cute. And I had to learn within myself. You don't have to like it, but I like it. And I said this before. I, I had to say this to my husband one time. I don't dress to impress. I, I dress to respect you. My dress is not for you. My, my The way I dress is to respect you. And that's the case. Good morning, Minister Laquanda. Minister Laquanda. Lord have mercy. We're on the same page this morning. My God, my God, my God. God is good. But, but again, betrayal hurts. Especially when it's somebody that you truly love. And I, I had never in my life been betrayed until 2004 2005 until 2005 came around um and bishop and i was separated we were separated for well yeah we were going through a horrible a horrible time between 2004 and 2006 horribly it was awful and i was betrayed by two people and I could not handle that. I didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't know. I all I what I did know is I just wanted to die. I had just wanted to die. I did not want to be in this world anymore. I did not want to be in this state anymore. I didn't want to be in church anymore because what I've endured, what what happened to me, and how people not intentionally or sometimes intentionally. I can't tell you why it happened, but what I can tell you that it was definitely God. It was definitely God because for me, and I can only say this for me because I'm sure I can't speak for others. I'm going to speak this for me and for what my husband has said to me, that no love was lost 
But today I have a greater love for my husband. When we were when we came back together, when God restored our marriage, my prayer today still has still been give me a greater desire for my husband more today than yesterday. Because for a long time I was weak. When he would make me mad, I just want to leave. When he would make me mad, I'd hurt I'd hate him even the more. Literally. The first ten years of our marriage was hell. It was hell. Literally. And I thank honestly, and I thank God that I wasn't a person who had a who had any type of social media. And I thank God that I was a person who was very private and I just didn't put my business out there. But people that are around you will, will just do this. And so they will just literally, literally just take what they've heard and run with it. They'd add to it or they take away from it. So I'm I'm not, I'm this right here, the betraying tongue. Woo! Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. It will take you all the way out if you don't have jesus christ and i didn't have jesus christ and it was about to take me all the way out and i was about to take some other folk all the way out but i guess not not i guess but at that moment i didn't realize that jesus was with me and he held me and he kept me and he restored me he saved me he sanctified me he cleaned me up and I had to realize I could not do this because of my husband. I could not do this because of people. I could not do this walk because of anybody but me and the Lord. And that's why I'm saying to you all on today. Don't you be good for you. Don't be bad for them. People will people set you up because of envy and jealousy. That's just what it is. Because of what they want. And they'll do anything in their power to get it. And if they got to betray you to get it. They're going to do that. And it starts with envy and jealousy. Which which for me leads to betrayal. Amen. So Deborah goes on to say that betrayal is a more blatant act than gossip. I just said that. A gossip may not necessarily harbor any ill will toward his victim. However, a betrayer divulges information in breach of a confidence. He gives information to the enemy and commits relational treason by violating the trust someone has placed in him. This ungodly use of the tongue is designed to hurt or disadvantage. Judas was able to betray Jesus with very little effort because he was familiar with his comings and goings. And I say that to all of you. Listen, y'all have y'all all heard, keep your friends close, but keep your enemies closer. <laughs> True statement Facts John 18 and 2 Now Judas who betrayed him Knew the place Because Jesus had often met there With his disciples But check this out And I say this all the time When Jesus sat at the table at the last supper And he said someone that dips their hand In the same cup as me Someone that is eating with me Is going to betray me And Judas said Is it I and Jesus said, and 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 and, and, um, and a, a couple of different versions of the word, um, like the King James version says, "Is it?" So sometimes you will know, but because your heart is so good, you won't believe it. 
Okay, let's th let's talk about um, um, the Tyler Perry movie. Why did I get married? Okay, and her friend Tasha was trying to tell um, her friend that her husband was sleeping with that girl, and she didn't want to believe it. Trina, she didn't want to believe that her friend Trina was sleeping with her husband because she had a good heart, and she just knew that her friend wouldn't do that to her because we we do we think that. We think that people won't betray us because they're our friend. We think our family member won't betray us because they're family. We think that our co-worker won't betray us because we work together. And we do. We think that way. Some of us, we think that way. We think because we have a relationship with this person or that person or family or whomever that it will not happen. If Judas was one of the disciples and Jesus knew that Judas wants to betray him, then trust me when I say, if you feel that somebody is not being honest with you, if you feel that somebody is trying to set you up and that they're about to betray you. I heard somebody tell me, tell, tell me on yes the other day and said, well, if it's a feeling and that's the right feeling and you feel that feeling, then you need to be careful. You need to be cautious. You need to, you need to pray and seek the Lord. And I took the, and I took the advice because you really don't know but when you've been in it before trust me you recognize the signs of betrayal you recognize the signs that right here that um a breach of confidence is about to be is about to happen so if jesus knew sometimes we know we just don't want to believe it judas used his inside knowledge of jesus habits to hurt him boom just like that People will get closely. Listen, I, man, I learned so much when I came back to the Lord. <laughs> when I came back to the Lord and I came back to a, the, my right mind, my right spirit. Listen, I've learned. I learned so much through reading the Word of God and through the Holy Spirit. And and I ask God every day to increase the gift of discernment. I do. I want to make sure that I listen. I can't control if I'll never be hurt or betrayed again. But I can say that if it happens, I will be hurt and I will be devastated. And I and I have here, you know, here I went through something in, in last year. And I have. And I thought that I would never ever have to endure that again that I endured in 2004 through 2006. But when it happened, I was able to handle it. I was able to deal with it. I was still broken. I was still hurt. I was still devastated. I mean, that thing about took me out. But in the midst of all of that, I, I, I didn't backslide. I prayed. And I continued to seek the Lord more and more. Why? Because I did not want to go back to a backslidden state. I did not want to walk away from God. I didn't want to put my hands on anybody else. I didn't want to cuss anybody else out. So I took it. I took it like a champ. I took it and I had to suck it up. Well, hey, you know, it is what it is. Move on. This is If this is what the Lord needed to do, then so be it. Because I had to realize that I don't regret anything in my life that I've done. Because if I regret it, that makes God a liar. And God is not a liar. God is not a liar. And his word does not turn back to him void. If he said it, he said it. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen. If you're going to get through it, you're going to get through it. And I believe that. 
So no, I don't regret anything that I've done in my life. I don't regret nothing because then it would say that God is not the creator. It says that God is not the, the God of gods. He's not the Lord of lords. He's not Alpha and Omega because God creates everything. He, he created the angels in heaven. He created Satan at the end of the day. It was Satan who turned bad. Satan made a choice. He made a choice. And we all have to realize that we have a choice. You either have a choice that you're going to go beat somebody down. Or you're going to have a choice and let the Lord do it. Because his word says in Romans 12 and 19. Vengeance belongs to him. He will repay, saith the Lord. Hold your peace. Let the Lord fight your battle. He told Jehoshaphat. Don't worry. Stand still. Set yourself. Don't move. Stand still. Set yourself. Because at the end of the day, I'm gonna this battle does not belong to you. And sometimes when things happen to you, it's not even about you. <laughs> it's not. Some things that happen is not even about you. Sometimes you could just be in the way of somebody else's storm. Sometimes you could just be in the way of somebody else's chaos. Sometimes you're just in the way of somebody else's drama and you just get caught in the crossfire. But still in all, God is still the creator. And God still created heaven and earth. And that's why we have to build our relationship with him. That's why we have to keep praying. That's why we got to stay on our word. So that God can handle something that we can't. That God can fix things that we can't. All we need to do is give it over to the Lord. Oh, yes. I just heard in my spirit somebody saying, well, it's easier said than done. You're absolutely right. Because standing on the word of God is the hardest thing you can do. Trusting God is the hardest thing. Believing in God is the hardest thing. But once you learn how to do it and you're able to do it and you be like Peter and you step out of that, you step out of that boat of faith. Even when you begin to sink and you call on Jesus, he'll reach his hand out. Even though he'll say, when you lose your faith, but he's still picking you up in the mist. Judas, again, used his inside knowledge of Jesus' habits to hurt him. Later, his betrayal caused Judas such self-loathing that he committed suicide. Listen, sometimes you got to let those folk dig their own ditch because they will. Conviction is set in, guilt was set in, embarrassment was set in, and it don't even have to be that either. All they had, listen, Judas sat around the disciples and sat around Jesus the whole time he was on earth. Judas didn't even realize that all he had to do was ask him for forgiveness, and he would have been healed, and he would have been forgiven. But this is why this took place because Jesus was letting us know. And God was letting us know that sometimes you don't have to say anything. Just let folks cap capture you. Just let them betray you. Just let them hurt you. Because God got you. That's the faith that you need. That God got you. Oh, you use me. It's fine. It's to teach you. It's to teach you. When people use you, it's to teach you. The Bible tells us in Matthew, pray for them that despitefully use you and persecute you. Pray for them. Because in the midst of you praying for them, God will bring vengeance. God will fix it. 
we don't know how God's going to fix it. But then the scripture also tells us in Proverbs that we are not to laugh at another man's calamity. Because while we're laughing at them, God will turn around and heal them, save them, and 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 let and send them on their way. And then you be then you'll be then who has the last laugh? Because while you're looking and you're you're looking for their at their downfall, God gonna turn that thing to bless them and push them, and they'll get saved and delivered. And then you be sitting there mad because God didn't save them and God didn't deliver them because you're laughing at what they do because you can't that don't do that yeah what comes around goes around yeah you read what you sow but don't you laugh at another man's sins don't you laugh at another man's faults don't you laugh because when they fall because God will clean them up how can he fix it if you want to laugh at them when you didn't told and cried to God how they hurt you do you not realize you're hurting them when you're laughing at them that you're laughing at their calamity that you're laughing at their fall God will get you as well because you're going to be looking up like, dang, how did he bless them like that? And they did this to me. And that's not what God, and that's not how God wants us to be. I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to help you. Listen, such an act must surely eat away at one's self-esteem and self of dignity. Have you ever betrayed someone's confidence? Be honest. Why did you do it? What was your payoff? Did you gain some advantage because of it? Were you feeling envious at the time? Was there an unresolved conflict between the two of you? Have you repented for this sin? On the other hand, has someone betrayed your confidence? Were you reaping what you had sown? Right there. I, I had to tell, I told, and this was my testimony. This is part of my testimony. When things begin to happen and when I really truly understood what comes around goes around. That's what the world say. But the word says... You will reap what you sow. So when things begin to happen in my life, I then just pray and say, Lord, give me strength. Give me endurance to just follow through. Because I've done this to somebody else. And now it has come back to bite me in the behind. So, Lord God, I can't even get mad about it. Because I done done so bad in the past. I'm going to reap something somewhere. And I tell people all the time, you may not reap it today. You may not reap it tomorrow. You may not even rip it, uh, rip it a year or three years from now. But it will come back to you. Yes, you have asked for forgiveness. And yes, the Father has forgiven you. And yes, you've gone to people and asked them to forgive you. But you are going to suffer the consequences of your sins and of your actions. And, your, and what you've done to people, it's going to come back. And when it does, you just need to say, Lord, I'm sorry again give me strength give me patience give me endurance where I can make it through this trial that I can make it through this test that I can make it through the, the error of my ways that's just the key that's just what it is all sin all sin has a consequence all fault has a consequence listen what valuable lesson did you learn from the incident? Have you released the offender in your heart and no longer desire vengeance? That's a question. Have you released the offender in your heart and no longer desire vengeance? And one day in 2000 and I want to say 2010. No, it had to be for it had to be in 2009 because 2010 we was having to do this. I want to say in 2009, it was brought to my attention from a real good friend to say, you haven't really forgiven. You haven't really let that go. And 
and here's and here's the key words that this that she said all you've done was put it out of sight and out of your mind but every time you see it and every time you think about it you get angry you get bitter you get hateful and I did not realize that I still had it in my heart because even though I was delivered but it was still in my heart and I had to remove it no I take it back I'm sorry thank you Holy Spirit even though I was delivered I still had it in my thoughts I still had it in my mind because I would think about it and get angry and then treat my husband so bad but I had to forgive and it's not that um, we, we forgive but we don't truly forgive we don't sincerely forgive thank you Holy Spirit for, for, giving, for giving me that clarity see we can ask for forgiveness all day long but are you truly sorry are you genuinely sorry because I could listen if you bump into me if I, or if I bump into you in Walmart of course I'm going to say that I'm sorry because I just bumped into you in Walmart that's just like that's just a well, I'm sorry because it's, it's nothing but when people betray you when they hurt you to your core and you only forgive because that's what the word says. You you gotta you gotta forgive. But for me, you have to forget it. You have to let it go. It can no longer fester in your mind. It can no longer fester in your heart. It can no longer fester in your feelings. It can no longer fester and just stay on you. Because if it stays on you, it's gonna come out of you. In your actions. And from discernment, it was seen from someone of great wisdom. And at that moment, I was walked through complete healing. Then I went and had a conversation, a true conversation about how I really felt, how it really made me feel. And it was released. And that's why I said it was nobody but God because of the places that we're in, because of the positions that we're in. I testify about it not to throw shade. I testify about it because God is good. I don't testify about it because I'm trying to keep it behind before somebody's brain. I testify about it because God is good. And we must let our testimony, our testimony be our light to help somebody else come out of darkness. That one day you may be there. Galatians chapter 6. Brother, if you find your brethren overtaken in a fault, you with your spiritual are to restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, lest thou also be tempted. We're supposed to be helpers one to another. There's a scripture that tells us that we all should know how to behave, especially in the household of faith. Amen? So, if not, you are still bound to him and he is still controlling your life. Facts. That's right. Yes, I am. Healed. All the way healed. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Ms. Wonka. Honey, listen, I'm, she, I'm telling you, when she told me to buy this book, she knew I would give it the way it needs to be given. She knew I would teach it the way it needs to be taught. Because this is what some, not, not all women, not all women, but listen, I, I can't tell you that I met somebody, a woman who ain't been through something. And when God sent me someone, um, one of the mothers of the church who I never even spoke to, I never even talked to, but God used her to help bring me through deliverance, bring me into a place of healing, back to joy, but took me to God. That's what we're supposed to do. Heed the warnings. 
that God sends, not just for you, but for others. Because of what God is wanting, wanting them to be and where, and where God wants them to be. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John are four disciples. But they're teaching their lesson to, to, to four different types of people. They had their own little platform of who they needed to reach. And it's not about us. It should never be about us. It should always be about God. Listen, God saw the betrayal before it happened and while it was happening. Since he chose not to intervene, accept it as part of his sovereign plan for your life. And that's why I just said, I don't regret anything that I've done in my life because that would make God a liar. That would make him not the creator. That would, not, that would make him the one that he didn't create all of this stuff. The devil is a lie. God creates all of our events. God creates all of our circumstances. God creates it. But it's up to man how to handle what's been created. It's up to man how to deal with what's been done, what's been said. And you learn it from the word of, the word of God. Learn from the burn. Now that's good. Learn from the burn. But forgive to live. Now that I'm going to write. That I'm going to write. That right there. Learn from the burn. And forgive to live. That's good. She said that. Now that's good. That's good right there. Put that up on my screen. That is shown up good. Learn from the burn and forgive to live. That's good. That's good. That's good. Remind yourself that in the final analysis, the incident will work together for your good because you love God and are called according to his purpose. And we all know that scripture, Romans 8, 28. Decide today to strive to be a trustworthy person whom others can depend upon to guard their secrets. If you are believed to have a trustworthy friend, thank God for such a rare jewel. And let me tell y'all something. Everybody ain't your friend. Everybody ain't for you. Everybody ain't going to support you. Everybody ain't going to do this for you. Everybody ain't going to do that for you. When you, And I just said, a friend shows himself friendly. Period. If you want to be treated with respect without betrayal, then you must treat others with respect without betrayal. But Jesus never said you weren't going to be betrayed. Jesus never said you weren't not going to be hurt. He said you will suffer for my name's sake. You will suffer for righteous sake. He suffered. He was betrayed. He was spit on, talked about, dogged out. Peter denied him. <laughs> I mean, Judas betrayed him. I mean, it does. I don't think it gets any better than that. When he he, but here's the thing, he chose his disciples. He chose them as they were, because it was for change. He called those who wanted a change, and he chose some that he knew 
was not going to change. And guilt and embarrassment and shame was going to take them out. And they were going to do it by their own hands. And Jesus wouldn't have to do nothing. But still love him. And I know that's the hardest thing some of you want to hear right now. You mean to tell me I still have to love them? Yes, you do. I still have to pray for them? Yes, you do. You still have to feed them? Yes, you do. You still have to give them something to drink? Yes, you do. Why? Because if you are a children of the Father, you're going to do what he does. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal their land. I will hear from heaven and I will forgive them of their sin. But only then when you pray, humble, submit, and turn from your wicked ways. James 4, 7 and 8. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. You don't have to bring vengeance. You don't have to retaliate. You don't even have to speak to it. But you can speak to it to God. And I have been at the, I listen, I've been on my knees a plenty of day praying out and crying out to God because I don't want to go to hell I don't I don't want to go to hell and I don't want them to cause me to go to hell so you continue to do good and don't do bad because of them amen and before I give you today's affirmation let me read this scripture right here that just dropped in my spirit because it's going to help you it's going to help you right here Matthew chapter 5 Matthew chapter 5 Starting at the 43rd to the 48th verse. I'm going to read this pretty fast. Because we're, we're done. I want to be done in, in well, I got less than a minute. But you have heard that it has been said. Thou shalt love thy neighbor and hate thine enemy. But I say unto you. Love your enemies. Bless them that curse you. Do good to them that hate you. And pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you. That you may be the children of your father which is in heaven. For he maketh the, his son to rise on the evil and on the good. And he sendeth rain on the just and on the unjust. For if we love them which love you, what reward do you have? Do you even the publicans the same? And if you salute your brethren only, what, do you, what more do you have than others? Do you even the publicans so? And 48. Be ye therefore perfect, even as your Father, which is in heaven, is perfect. And that's the key. When you don't want to love them, you have to love them. When you don't want to like them, you have to like them. When you don't want to feed them, you have to feed them. When you don't even want to do anything for them, you have to. Because why? If you call yourself a child of God. If you say that you're his child, if you say that you're a Christian, if you say that you're a leader, you have to do these things. Good morning, Lakeisha. Good morning, Debbie. I thank you all for those tuning in. If you just tuned in, you can always go back and watch the replay. So today's affirmation, this is what you need to say to yourself. I am a trustworthy person and can be depended upon to keep a confidence. I can say that. I can say that. I can't say that because you got to be able to find somebody when you are going through or things are happening. You got to find that trustworthy person that you can discuss your stuff with because they will help you. They will pray with you. They will love on you. They will comfort you because we all get hurt. Some of us get hurt more than others. But when you can find your relationship stronger and deeper in the Lord, 
It won't say that you won't be hurt, but you'll be able to pray through the hurt. You'll be able to push forward through the hurt. Amen. Amen. So that is what someone, that's the, betr the betraying tongue. Amen. So on tomorrow, if it's God's will, I will be here again um, with the belittling, the belittling tongue. That I can definitely talk about because I've been in that place. My mother um, used to verbalize abuse, me and my brother. And we'll talk about that more on tomorrow. But God is good and he is worthy to be praised. I thank you for tuning in. Remember, learn from the burn and forgive to live. Learn from the burn and forgive to live. Amen. So. Y'all have a terrific Tuesday. I thank y'all for tuning in. For those of you who do not know me, I am Elder Serena Holloway. And this is a ministry that God had given me back in 2009 Can talk called Can We Talk About It Live? Why is it that we can't talk about 30 days to taming your tongue? Why we can't talk about stuff without having um, betrayal? Why we can't talk about stuff without having issues and struggles. We should be able to talk about these issues that are happening inside the house of the Lord. That's happening inside our homes. That's happening on our jobs. That's happening in our relationships. So just know, speak it, release it. Your future is created by what you say today, not tomorrow. Why? Because tomorrow is not promised. And all you have is today. All you have is right now to get your tongue right, to put your tongue in check, to let your words be used with wisdom, not malice, envy, and jealousy because of hate, betrayal, and abuse. Amen. Amen. So know that I'm praying for you and continue to pray for me. Know that I love you and know that God loves you more. And again, thank you for tuning in to 30 Days to Taming Your Tongue. Amen? Amen.